This episode of the Dope Yogi podcast is sponsored by the Dope Yogi Virtual Yoga Studio. If you guys don't know about it, we have a website with a virtual yoga studio. We have over 60 on-demand classes in our yoga library, and you have an opportunity to practice four live Zoom classes with me, Nicole, every week. And we really want to try to make yoga accessible for anybody that needs it. So this is a paid monthly membership. But if you are somebody that needs yoga and can't really afford the full membership, please reach out to us, let us know, and we will get you set up. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy this episode. And then we'll just all go right we're on <laughs> this is always the most awkward part for me i'm always like hello <laughs> is anybody out there it's like she completely switches like from I'm a like... confident person to like meek I'm like, wait wait, like, wait wait I'm she's not from ready. new york city there's no meekness i'm in... from new york city too you yeah. are we're about i was born in manhattan but i grew up in queens oh i was born in queens Rockaway Beach. Oh my yeah. gosh. What side? Uh, so Rockaway Beach. So just south of, of um, oh, Jamaica Bay. Oh my gosh. And I did not know that about yeah, you. That's where I was this summer for like two weeks. Well, I, at first I spent, so we moved to Connecticut when I was um, 13 or so. Yeah. Um, so I spent like a week in Connecticut, just mainly to be by myself because I don't have any family really anymore in Connecticut. Yeah. My mom passed a few years ago. Both of my brothers don't live there anymore. So I just wanted to be in like the forest and in like by like the Connecticut River and just yes. like chill, see a few friends, but mainly just like have some quiet time before Such I went down to the city. Space to do that. Oh yeah, it's so good, you know, and, and it gave me a good time to like decompress from all of like the crazy stuff that's been going on with coronavirus and yeah. like have some chill time to by myself away. and then go down to the city. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, the city, it's always intense, but you know, the kind of the, 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 the that, that, that legacy now the of, of coronavirus there is real it you know real. like it's yeah. it's real it's it was it was a time there you know i'm like i knew that i wasn't gonna go party and all that sort of thing yeah you know? but i still went to the beach i, can't I mean believe you're from queens She's yeah from queens. yeah i just didn't even just know that. that's girl. amazing yeah. okay well everybody welcome to the dope yogi <laughs> podcast this is episode seven and today we have it's episode seven, right? Yeah, episode okay. seven. Okay, today we have Jojo Jackson here with us. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Queens in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've never met Jojo before. Jeremy's never met Jojo before. No. We know each other from the Nashville yoga community, which is a good, sweet yoga community. Yeah. Um, we know We have a each lot other. of people in I'm common. So like, many. I'm surprised we haven't met before. I know. I feel like we should have. Yeah. I'm sure our paths have crossed. Probably. I always see you doing stuff like on the internet so i'm like oh yeah it's yeah. like you feel like when you're in like that instagram nashville yeah. or any really yoga community yes. at all you're like oh wow i know that person yeah 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 definitely that happens I, like i've probably seen photos of you with like lloyd and nick before or something yeah, like that 100%. you know yeah and yeah. it's like and i've seen you and it's like I, I feel like we had i feel like we had to have met at some point well, but just but never really it's met weird with this instagram world now mm-hmm. it's like I 
follow you on Instagram. And so I very much feel like I know you. Like when you walked in today, I was like, oh, like, yeah, we've totally hung out before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's so, you know, I was, so I went to school for journalism and there were some really interesting studies going on with media throughout, you know, the history of like media, right? And one of them is how people have a sensation. This was through TV, right? Mm-hmm. And and how people have a sensation of of interacting with different types of ethnic groups because of the shows that they watch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not maybe a far jump to think that here we are in like this little bubble of Instagram, especially since there's no outside world right now. And we really feel like we've met each other, even though we never have. And it's 100%. like, oh, here we are. Like <laughs> here we, are. we know each other, but we don't. Have, now we're like in real life friends. <laughs> <laughs> and we're neighbors. And we're neighbors. I know, right? It's like right down. I should, next time I'm riding my bicycle. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, okay, you guys, today we're talking about Ayurveda. And I am going to kind of just let Jojo explain it to you. So Jojo's a local yoga teacher here in Nashville, and she's also an Ayurvedic wellness counselor. Um, And for those of you that don't know what Ayurveda is, well, I'll just let you describe it. So, okay, let's just, from the jump, Yeah, we want to get into it? Um, Any more more preliminary housekeeping questions? I have a housekeeping question first, though. What is the rocket yoga you just did before we do? Because I don't know what that is. Definitely. Yeah, so rocket yoga. So I did this 100-hour... Um, rocket yoga training and it was through this it was this inaugural training called um, Black Lives Matter Global Rocket Yoga Collective cool. and it was led by Davina Davis and a couple other teachers Brandon Copeland Ahmed uh Gosh, why can't I think of his last name right now? He's so much fun. He says boom shakalaka. So much fun. He's so great. NBA jam. Right, you know? (laughs) And so it was, you know, this really amazing experience. You know, it was the first time something like this ever happened. There was like thousands of people internationally, which, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, coronavirus and kind of everyone opening up into like the virtual world, then I feel like it wouldn't have totally been possible, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And so rocket yoga comes from Ashtanga yoga. And the founder of rocket yoga, um, see, I just did this 100-hour training. Now I'm like trying to test myself. I'm like, come on, you remember the founder's name. It'll come to me Is later. Is it Kess? No, no. He's an, it was an older gentleman. He he taught yoga to the Grateful Dead. And, cool. Damn. Um, did he eat any acid? Probably, I would imagine, <laughs> I would you know, imagine um, so. you know, that the saying was that they called it rocket yoga because it got you there faster. Amazing. I was like, okay, all right, all right. Um, it'll come to me in a moment. Is- uh, Schultz, Larry Schultz, that okay. was his name. Yeah. And so he was a student of, uh, of Sri Patabi Joyce mm-hmm. and he was kind of considered the bad man of yoga, right? Like I, there's this story that goes that when, um, cause you know, in Ashtanga, there's very kind of strict series that you do right and you can't Mm -hmm. really go on to the next series until you master the first series so Mm -hmm. to speak right and um so so larry schultz right like he started practicing other stuff before like his teacher gave him permission really you know and he was told that he was you know gonna he was a bad yogi and that was gonna take him 25 years to you know like kind of like realize like enlightenment or whatever it was right and he uh so he started his own thing really you know um rocket yoga um rocket yoga has three um series to it kind of like ashtanga Mm -hmm. um but they're different in format. There's a lot of things that are very similar to Ashtanga, but there's a lot of things that are very different. You know, it's not as strict and rigid. And I love Ashtanga. Sorry, my Ashtangis. I, mean, I do too. <laughs> yeah. I, I practiced the primary series for years and years and yeah, years. And, I mean, exactly. I, and I still will. I just, it's, I'm mm-hmm. not, I wouldn't call myself an Ashtangi anymore yeah. because those people that are practicing Ashtanga, they are 
practicing Ashtanga. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and I love practicing Ashtanga, but I also love my restorative yoga, <laughs> you know, and I love my other things too. Um, so yeah, so that's what's really lovely about Rocket is that like you can do these prime, these, these series, right. Mm-hmm. And you can go and stick with that or you can, you know, add your own touch into it and have your own like unique voice, you know, and you can also like blend them together and kind of mash them up too. Right. So, and it's a really fun series. Um, what I like about the primary series, which is what I've been really focusing on kind of like honing is it's not as intense on your knees you know what mm-hmm. I mean like and yeah. if for you Ashtangis out there you yeah. probably know what I mean yeah. too you know but and it's just it's, it's a lot of fun it's very um I feel like I wish that I knew about Rocket earlier in my practice you know mm-hmm. uh and so it's, it's just something that's been really nice to get into and to kind of delve into this new um method this new and and just something else you know and it was a beautiful experience the the global rocket that's yoga so collective cool. the black lives matter collective so that's awesome yeah. i love i love it because it's like i just love the fact that you add stuff on you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's certain type of yogis that are like this is what i do and nothing else is right or nothing else can help me grow yeah and i'm like in what world is that ever effective? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just love to learn new things and new perspectives. And I think that's how we end up growing. Oh, it's so true. You know, like, I mean, I feel like, and this is something that I've been getting deep into is kind of this concept of shunyata, which is the the beginner's mind. And one of my teachers in Asheville, Michael Johnson, he describes it as being aware of the presence of an absence. And it's a Buddhist Mm. um, philosophy, right? And it's noticing that there's something there that you don't know and and being curious to maybe learn about it, right? Kind of being willing to lean into the uncomfortable situations or lean into uncertainty Mm. to like grow and expand, you know? And um, yeah, and it's just yoga can't be so rigid, I feel like. In my, you know, like, it just can't be so rigid. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, well, should we get into it? Yeah. Um, cool. How long have you been practicing yoga for? Yeah, I've been practicing yoga for um, 10 years. I started practicing, well, actually, the very first time that I practiced yoga. <laughs> I was When I was a teenager, and there was this, like, health and, like, wellness center in Connecticut, and... Uh, and I had a membership there uh, after. So we moved to Connecticut uh, when I was like 13 mm-hmm. and we lived in Vernon, Connecticut, just outside of Hartford. And uh, so I joined the the member, the gym and like I would like, you know, do classes or like work out or whatever. And it was like, oh, yoga, what's this? So I went to the class and I thought it was like totally fucking boring, <laughs> like totally boring. <laughs> and uh, I was like 17 or 18. I think I was 18 because I didn't have to have my mom like sign yeah, a waiver yeah. for me to go. Right. So I went to this class. Now, what I know now is that it was most likely a Svarupa yoga class because that's really popular up north. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe it could have been like a Kripalu level one or something mm-hmm. like that, or gentle Kripalu because that's also popular up there. But I hated it when I was younger. It was like n- full of old people and um, – and kind of cold in the room, like we laid down a lot. And I was like, I hate this. Like, and I'm the type of person. I'm so bored. Right? Yeah. Like I don't, <laughs> I was so bored. And like, I was the type of kid that never napped. I still don't nap unless I'm like sick. Like I'm like always kind of on, which yeah. is a good and a bad thing, well, good right? Good thing you have yoga. Exactly. And Ayurveda, yes. which is oh, the way to like kind of understand like my nature is yes. on, 
hundred percent, you know, and, or I'm off completely. Uh, <laughs> so are you Vata? I'm Pitta, You're Kappa, Pitta. Okay. but I, Sorry. I get some, yeah, yeah. We're going to get into totally. That. No, I have some Vata tendencies mm-hmm. though. I have some really, um, like I'm Vata classic Vata tendencies. Like through yeah. and through. Mm-hmm. You probably have some pitta too. Yeah. Since you do yoga. One of my, my, my Ayurvedic teacher, Maz Vidal, he's also a yoga teacher as well. And he's out of California. And uh, he, he says that, in his opinion, uh, in, in, in yoga classes, specifically asana classes, like vigorous vinyasa, mm-hmm. it's going to attract a lot of pitta people because it's like competitive, mm-hmm. right? It has that, com- it kind of can be a little competitive at yeah, times, you know? Sure. And, and pitta people like competition. They like pushing themselves really hard like physically. Challenge. Yeah, the yeah. challenge and all that stuff. So like in an asana class like that, like if you're like a vinyasa yogi mm-hmm. or nashtangi or you practice hot 26, you're probably, you probably have some pitta in you, mm-hmm. which I just decided to like notice that whenever I teach classes, like, and it's pretty true, I think, like, especially in a vinyasa class or a hot class, like it's going to be full of mainly pitta type people or people that have pitta in their mm-hmm. constitution as well, you know, um, which is not necessarily the best thing like it's kind of throws us off balance is when we have too much of one dosha yeah exactly you know um in ayurveda it's uh opposites yeah like attracts like is like the is one of the overarching themes of ayurveda as far as like what can cause imbalance mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with like vata attracting vata but when you're like just pure vata and you're doing everything that's vata aggravating like that's just gonna throw off your balance mm-hmm. and then what is your natural constitution then becomes your imbalances as well you know and that's usually what happens like if you're like vata naturally you're gonna get easily vata aggravated although vata gets aggravated easily anyways so like for anyone it can be the first one to get aggravated i need to figure Mm -hmm. out what i am i know maybe she should give you a consult i'm just like uh yeah you know what i mean like all the the time yeah I could see some. I could see you being Kappa as well, like Pitta Kappa's yeah. type. You know, like you like to chill I like naturally. To, I like to he chill. Loves to chill. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm also like. Do you have a nap? I do nap. Mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. If I'm tired, mm-hmm. but like I'm not. Necessarily, he has no problem napping. Yeah, I can just fall right asleep. <laughs> Honestly, it's like I'm like, bro, like I've done this before. Like I've done a reincarnation, however many times. Like you guys have already forgot. I remember sometimes I'm like I'm you not have a gonna really like good memory. I'm not gonna lose yeah. my mind over like chasing this dream when it's like a trick and like I'm already kind of happy so I'm just chilling like <laughs> like we we have I feel like we have more than enough yeah. to like yeah. be grateful for mm-hmm. and like I'm excited to be out here doing shit and like I like to do like psychedelics and like get into spaces mm-hmm. where like I mm-hmm. go back into other dimensions or forward and i'm like okay cool whatever like i'm not gonna like you know what i mean i'm on yeah sometimes but most of the time i'm like uh just even yeah yeah that sounds i mean that's that's not those are some copper qualities for sure just being chill being even having it sounds like you're really patient and like you remember things pretty good like you have a strong memory yeah like yeah those are all like classic copper qualities you know like um Sometimes Kappa gets the bad rap of like mm-hmm. the three doshas because physically speaking, which in the West, that's a critique and yeah. our obsession with the body, but Kappa people tend to be a little heavier, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's just like, because Kappa people are made of the, 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 the elements that comprise Kappa are water and earth, which are the heaviest mm-hmm. elements. So Kappa naturally has a density to it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's mm. kind of like the, uh, 
the qualities of cohesion in the body, the fluids, um, the fluid between the joints, or like the pleural fluids, all the things that kind of keep the body together. And kapha is like the, um, it's the, it's the, the fascia tissue, you mm -hmm. know, all that liquid within the fascia tissue is all like connected to kapha. It's like immunity and all this. So like kapha has a lot of duration and reliability, but kapha can also get like lazy and kind yeah. of like chill heavy real heavy you can heavy, become you know? one with the couch you can you can easily become one with the couch yeah <laughs> easily <laughs> turn into the couch but coffee people typically have no problem sleeping they have really strong immune systems so they rarely get sick um that sounds like me yeah, yeah. that's like, very copper yo yeah. i don't know anybody who can fall asleep quicker than me yeah it kind of irritates her because yeah. she'll be like she'll be like wanting to have a conversation and i'm like yeah. are we it's going like, to sleep or are we the like, second his head because like i'll go is... to bed right now yeah. like if like if you guys were like take a nap and i want it like i could just put my head down and you guys could have a conversation i'd be asleep within like five minutes that's pretty cool that's i don't know what it comes from yeah. but it's like it's like a gift honestly. Yeah. yeah when i was younger the gift of sleep yeah that's definitely a kappa thing like kappa people can sleep super easily um lots of people have the hardest time sleeping right because mm -hmm. like elementally speaking they're 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 the major elements are ether and air mm -hmm. and there's like no not a lot of substance to that right like ether is the lightest element um besides prana which kind of sometimes considered an element sometimes not you know uh and then air is comprised of air, air. And, and ether right so there's nothing there right there's so nothing to people, ground you and yeah keep you down yeah yeah exactly you know you're like a wealth of knowledge oh. um so how, how <laughs> far you. into your yoga career before yeah. you got into ayurveda yeah yeah so i would say i i started studying ayurveda in 2017 when my mom passed is when i mm. i decided i was i mean there was just so much going on for me and i really needed to learn to heal myself you know like when mom died, you know, I was there to help her pass. She was supposed to move in with me. She died of stage four colon cancer. Oh and, um, but she didn't make it. She didn't hang on for super long, right? Um, which I'm, I'm actually really grateful for that, that she passed quickly and I was there to just like hold space for her. And, um, but man, like after mom died, I just, I, I, there was like, I, I gained a bunch of weight. My hips like closed up, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and by a bunch of weight, like I gained like 20 pounds, you know, I also have kappa in my constitution mm -hmm. and like, you know, that's just a part of being kappa. I also sleep really good. Although sometimes I sleep awful. It just really depends. Yeah. <laughs> I get kind of crazy dreams. So, um, so yeah, so, so that kind of spurred me into like the space of that's also when I started teaching yoga full time was three years ago and decided that I was going to just like dedicate myself to like teaching and learning and practicing yoga, which has been really great. You know, I've been teaching for six years yeah six years and i started uh practicing ayurveda three years ago and i got into meditation about you know four years ago a little bit before ayurveda and just like really um just kind of have, have just been studying and practicing and learning and one of the things that i love is i, I love to read and i mm -hmm. love to research it's kind of one of the, that's a pitta quality wanting to like research and know everything yeah you know pitta people have a really strong sense of intelligence they usually grasp ideas really quickly mm -hmm. um and and that's one of the qualities of fire as an element so pitta people are naturally fire and water right and uh and that fire is really present in the mind and in like eyesight and such. So pizza people can have really strong eyesight too, mm -hmm. right? Or 
kind of really, really eye sensitive or light sensitive, but I just like learning more about it has really helped me over the years just better understand myself. And it combines, you know, yoga and Ayurveda are like hand in glove. They're like sister you know? cousins. Yeah, they are. They totally are. They come out of the same body of knowledge along with some other um, schools of, 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 of uh, Vedic thought, like uh, Vastu, which is uh, sort of like architecture, I, I, like, um, and Jyotish, which is the, the Vedic astrology mm-hmm. and, um, and various forms of dance too, like Bharatanatyam and, uh, and then there's martial arts, you know, that also come out of um, all these systems too. So it's just like kind of diving into like the yoga of knowledge, yes. like really re- like resonates with me. Like, And isn't Ayurveda, if you were going to translate it from Sanskrit to English, it's like the, the knowledge of life or something. Pretty like much. That, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's what it translates to is, is, is the, the science of longevity or mm-hmm. the knowledge of, so Veda is kind of like the, the English, um, suffixology mm-hmm. like 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 biology or uh you know psychology whatever it means like the science of, of, the sci- yeah, yeah, exactly uh-huh. so that's what veda pretty much means you know and then ayur is uh longevity um wellness health you know uh life you know but in this much grander scheme of like it's the whole being you know like mm-hmm. kind of the pillars of ayurveda are the body um, and the breath and, uh, and, and the mind, you know, and, and we can, and, and spirit too, you know, like acknowledging the spirit is so important in Ayurveda. And I think that's what is, creates the holistic quality of Ayurveda, right? Just like the holistic quality of, of yoga. And it doesn't mean that you have to be like this religious person. Mm-hmm. i like, if you are, that's fine. Yeah. And yoga complements very well to a religious, like a, an established religious spiritual practice. But like, if you're just kind of like, a, like want to dive deeper into your own kind of being beyond um, what you think is there mm-hmm. or what people tell you is there, like, there's just so much, there's so much depth and richness to, to the systems that like establish what is yoga and what is Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. And they just, they come together really easily. And it's really helped me kind of bring back together the passions in my life. Like, um, I went to school for journalism, I was saying, and so so I, I love to write. I'm a writer. I write a monthly newsletter and blog, and I recently wrote a book chapter um, that I'm contributing to a book that's being published later, and, awesome. and I'm going to write a book. That's, that's my amazing. next. Thank that's you. Yeah, really I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, it's been really good. Like, And I, I mean, I've, I always write, and I love it, and I play music. Um, you know me as the Yogi bassist. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I saw you uh, jamming out on the, the harmonium. harmonium. Yeah. 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 I've been playing music since I was a kid, since I was like. Well, you just have all the talents. <laughs> you know, you don't want me like, you know, doing numbers for you. I'm not like, a, like I mean, I, I am my own accountant, which probably isn't a good thing to be quite honest. <laughs> oh, I actually, I admitted that on on air. Good for me. But, um, you know, I, I, I do it somehow. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not good with like math is not my forte, which kind of sucks sometimes. I wish I could take like, like chemistry classes and yeah. such, but man, she's not algebra. <laughs> Let's Same. just stop right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm like already having yeah, a panic like, attack. Yeah. <laughs> so you see like computations, like, you know, that meme yeah. where there's like the person that's like oh, yeah, spewing yeah. some yes. like scientific or whatever, just jargon at you or just like, like I don't know what's happened, but I'm trying to calculate what they're talking about. Take like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love everything. Well, maybe everything that I've known about about just like Eastern philosophy and systems. I just, it's so intriguing and so interesting. And 
I went to Nepal, uh, like right as COVID was happening. Like I got there, the I was in the air when Donald Trump was like, if you're out of the country, you can't come back. So I like came home to like, I got off the plane to like text messages from like her, her family, Mm -hmm. my family, my friends are like, you have to get on this plane and come home now. And I was like, no. And I'm not doing that. So yeah. like, but just being there in the systems and seeing mm-hmm. how it all plays out in the level of happiness that everybody kind of just consistently has. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like I love progress too. Like not saying they're not progressive, but there has to be like a middle ground yeah. that we can meet up in. And I feel like that's what we're doing. Yeah. I feel like the earth is like, okay you have to merge the two philosophies and thoughts of Western and Eastern to create something new and better. Well, and absolutely. I would totally agree with that. Like before we Mm -hmm. got started, we were like kind of bringing up like the beginner's mind and you know, and like, that's, that's like what I'm seeing. Like, how can we like admit that we don't know and like grow, you know, be a beginner and that's the toughest thing. It's like when Mm -hmm. you have two people on, two different sides like the idea of something like black lives matter right Mm -hmm. it's like you have the side and we're like fuck you you're racist but if you got those people in a room i'm sure that if you had a conversation they'd be like no black lives do matter but like i feel left out when this happens or something like that and you're like oh so you're not a fucking shithead psychopath you're just misunderstood or feel like you're misrepresented I feel like we have to be able to be like meet somewhere like that beginner mind where Mm -hmm. it's like you want to teach me something I might really hate that you voted for Donald Trump Mm -hmm. but like you might be able to I need to be able to come at it from a beginner's mind to hear you out even if you're fucking totally wrong it's like given the opportunity Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. of that and that's like if you use that beginner's mind and everything you learn yeah, and I think that's a, a really important thing to, like, consider, like, so one of the things that I've had since, like, all this COVID stuff started, right, is, like, I've been at home a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of time to, to reflect and to see how things play out um, in, in myself as, like, I see, like, these worldly events unfolding. And, uh, you know, it's, there's so much, the polarization in the country is really intense. And I think that it's also palpable that it's like kind of across the world too, Mm -hmm. you know, and like how extremism, you know, is, can, can find itself in the middle at the, far ends of extremism. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's even still a a meeting point there. So it's like, like, so like say like compassion, right. And this is something else that I've been like thinking about a lot and, and having self-compassion and recognizing, you know, that there's these systems of power in place, you know, recognizing that like, yes, some people do benefit from things like white privilege, Mm -hmm. right. Or male privilege Mm -hmm. or, or all of us live in this country and we have a privilege in and of that self too. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but it's like, how can we break down barriers and right, like find a common ground and start to listen to each other, you know, and talk to each other in ways that, you know, we can start to educate each other, you know, that we can actually, um, 
start to dismantle these systems of yeah. oppression, you know, and, and realize that if one, like if, you know, if, if one group of people are being oppressed, you know, the people that are oppressing are also in a space of suppression. So how can we like start to like release all these preconceived ideas of what we should be doing and kind of recognize, um, in the Hatha Yoga Pradipika, particularly the, the commentary from Swami Moktibunanda, Mokti, I can't think of it right now, <laughs> but it's a really, really big book. You'll you'd know it. <laughs> I know. The, is yeah. it orange? Yeah. It's like I know red it, has yes. like the, um, the, the, the three-dimensional man, um, Mokti Bodhananda, I believe it is. But she's from Australia, actually. She's a, she's a woman that wrote this really amazing commentary. And in one of the slokas, it's talking about the things that destroys yoga. And it's in the first book. I can't remember which one it is. It might be 1.6. I've read it a whole lot <laughs> this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been doing. <laughs> and in her commentary, though, she, it, you know, it says that one, it's like one of the things that breaks down yoga is a barrier to ro- yoga is following the rules. And it's like, huh, that is radical as I fuck. I think I that is radical. Yeah, I did. I remember reading something that you wrote on Instagram about that. Yeah, was just like yes. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, and she says in her commentary how like following not that you like we need to live in a space of anarchy right like Mm -hmm. i'm not necessarily promoting that guys but (laughs) (laughs) but like uh but following the rules like can keep you so close-minded right and they can be rules that we don't even know that we're following that we've just inherited Mm -hmm. them you know stuff that our parents told us that society told us that their parents told Mm us so we're just replaying and reliving these generational traumas that we've inflicted on each other over hundreds of years, you know, like it's not like it just happened overnight. So of course it's going to take time to break down and repair the, the bonds that have been like broken, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that we can see this on this macro level of like, say like black lives matter or like Donald Trump Mm -hmm. and like the alt right and all this stuff, or we can see it in our very own relationships with like our partners, Mm -hmm. our, you know, siblings our parents whatever and we can see it in ourselves as Mm -hmm. well our own like ways that that plays out in our body you know and um and i guess bringing this full circle back to like ayurveda like that and yoga is like that's like the practice of that can really help for like some deep deep healing you know um when we can have a little more like the the spiritual the esoteric knowledge right that Mm -hmm. like there's ways that we may or may not totally understand are happening, but there's different ways to like find like this beautiful blending of the Eastern philosophies and this blending of like the Western philosophy, which I think there's been attempts over the years to do that, you know, and there's Mm -hmm. even been, you know, like, I mean, in my opinion, I think that Jesus was most likely, you know, someone that went and studied in, in the East, you know, and a lot of people went and studied in the East in the ancient worlds, you know, and he probably came back with some really new stuff and, well, people weren't down for that. Like, I don't well, think so. Well, it sounds so, like people were down, but like yeah. the hierarchy wasn't down. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because that just spurred something in my mind about like the macro. Mm-hmm. It's like we innately have known these things for thousands of years that like trauma can affect your body. And then just recently as science is catching up yeah. in epigenetics, now you can see it in the micro that your parents' trauma and their parents' trauma carries over in your dna yeah and it's like okay yeah. so we innately know these things so like we're living reality is like we know in yeah. our mind how to heal it how to work with it yeah and it's just like 
it's almost like it seems like almost a game to me of like keeping it apart mm-hmm. for as long as possible. Yeah. So like when like the magnets will come together at some point. I mean, they have to, or I think we'll destroy ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, I think we're getting closer. I mean, it feels like we're yeah. getting farther, but I think in yeah. some way it's bringing I think us closer so. together. It, you know, I agree. It feels farther because of you're a journalist. It's media. Mm-hmm. Everything is right in front of your hand, but like there's an intensity to the 24 hour news cycle that I feel like we've never experienced. And that's like, that's totally true. Like the 24 hour news cycle is, especially when it comes to, um, like aggravating Vata mm-hmm. and considering we're going into autumn, mm-hmm. Vata is a big thing for autumn too. It dominates it, you know, but mm-hmm. like the 24 hour news cycle is so Vata aggravating. It's like Vata deranging, you know, we're and it's constantly deranging. consuming. Yeah. Too much all information the all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy. Well, okay. So for maybe some people that are listening, maybe don't know, um, that, Ayurveda constitutes of basically these three doshas. Yeah. So if we're just talking just kind of like a general picture of the Ayurveda is this ancient like 3,000 year old Indian medicine tradition. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. I mean it's even it can be even older. Some say 5,000. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. You know uh, it just you know I mean it's, yeah. it's old. It's been around for a long long time. So <laughs> like somebody didn't just like come up with this a couple years ago yeah. and they're like hey yeah do this. It's like a it's a, an old Yeah, it is, you know, and I mean, it's so old that some say that, uh, that the, the Greek medicine system of the three bodily humors and such, that that was based from like Ayurveda that, Mm -hmm. you know, again, there was a trading of information and, you know, Greek doctors and philosophers definitely went to India, not just to study philosophy and such, but medicine medicine too. Yeah. Ayurveda is considered the the mother of all medicine, not only because it's the oldest like known medical system, because it also just has nourished, Mm -hmm. you know, you nourish the body through Ayurveda. It nourishes like, you know, it just kind of encapsulates everything and it doesn't like it's, uh, it's, uh, it blends easily with the Western medical system because uh, there's, there's a foundation in, in Ayurveda already Mm -hmm. kind of in what we know, um, including like pharmaceuticals, like the isolates that we use from plants and all these sorts of things. Like it comes from like a deep well of like human knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, um, and Ayurveda easily brings all that all together, you know, bringing together that now there's some things that, you know, uh, that are recent studies have been like going into say like the, 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 the efficacy of, of raw sesame oil, which is a big thing in Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. And sesame oil is really nourishing for the nervous system and for the brain. And um, sesame oil, uh, a lot of people have been getting into this practice called nasia, which is um, nasal oiling. Mm-hmm. Because it's really good for nourishing the nasal cavity, for mm-hmm. keeping you from getting sick. And with coronavirus being a thing and people trying to like um, reclaim the air passageways and such, mm-hmm. like nasia is really powerful for that. And it also goes... it penetrates the blood brain barrier so like fat solubles can like move through into like the brain itself which is wow. yeah it's really interesting it's really, yeah i i know about the oils mm-hmm. but i didn't i didn't realize that you actually i mean i've heard about like the ear oils and the self-massage yeah. oils but yeah and the oil pulling but i didn't i yeah. never heard about the nasal stuff mm-hmm. that's so interesting yeah it's really fascinating stuff so um and, that, and it's something that's really good for you to do in the fall time. Mm-hmm. It's really good for vata dosha and for, like, strengthening the memory and, like, all sorts of great stuff like that. And um, 
and people can just start doing these things, mm-hmm. you know, and follow instructions and just it's home remedies, you mm-hmm. know, and like a lot of people grow up with home remedies, even if they don't necessarily immediately realize that right right? like but if you stop and think for a second like there was say like my my mom um was from jamaica Mm -hmm. and there are these like different things that she would have us do like putting oil on our face when we were kids and like all this sort of stuff or like having us drink the vegetable water at the bottom of the pot you know which is like all like traditional types of medicine you know and uh so just like considering those sorts of things, you know, like we all grew up with it. My family's Romanian. Both of my parents are from Romania. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. My uh, great-grandmother was like the medicine healer of the village yeah. that they lived in. And yeah. so my mom has just always throughout my entire life has taught me. And I mean, I never thought anything about it. I just thought that this is what we do when we get sick. There's mm-hmm. these protocols that she has. And yeah. Stuff that you're like, supposed to drink. Yeah. yeah. Weird things. And then, <laughs> and not until I became like a young adult that I realized like, oh, everybody doesn't do these things. Mm-hmm, um, so yeah, mm-hmm. those rituals and those traditions. Yeah. So um, in terms of Ayurveda, so we have the three doshas mm-hmm. and maybe we don't need to go into too much detail about all yeah. of them, but like they're basically, I, I think essentially it's, um, we're bringing, we're, we're trying to bring everything into balance. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Vata is the master dosha and Vata moves everything just like it kind of moves the seasons. We're mm-hmm. moving into Vata season, you know. Um, Pitta rules digestion and um, and Kappa is cohesion of the body, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like all these things come like can like go in and out of balance. Mm-hmm. Vata is the nervous system and, and you know, Pitta is like the... Di- and so just like knowing these things and like understanding how they like interact with the world. Like say we're going into Vata season right now with autumn time. So like there's a lot of movement into fall and things are dying, you know, mm-hmm. which is a part of Vata. Vata mm-hmm. kind of like dries things up and makes things brittle and old right Mm -hmm. um not that like being old is a bad thing it's like a beautiful aspect of like you know the the movement of life you know but those are just some qualities of getting old right Mm -hmm. you know you can get like brittle and your skin can dry and you know all these sorts of things like that so um so as we move into vata season and like especially if you're a vata um if you have a lot of vata in your constitution then just being mindful of like keeping yourself nourished a lot you know Mm -hmm. so if you think of the fact that vata so there's like so the elements have um different qualities so there's the three gunas like the three cosmic gunas of like sattva and rajas and tamas and then there's the 20 gunas which are just kind of like the different qualities of the elements so there's Mm -hmm. like they're like the lower gunas right and so all the elements have these specific types of qualities ether is the lightest element and it's you know dry and empty right it's it's a it's it's subtle Mm -hmm. and it's uh brittle you know and it's it has it just has these quite spacious right it's spacey so it creates a lot of space and things so it's related to like the bones and like say osteoporosis right when there's like whole like the bones become brittle and there's holes in it and such so Mm -hmm. like knowing all these different things that like um each element has and i'll talk about vata a little, uh, a little mm-hmm. bit too and 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 air since mm-hmm. it's vata season it's right, yeah. yeah um vata is also subtle and it's mobile it moves things you know and it's light and um and it's thin it's not empty 
but it's thin, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so like we think about how all those sorts of qualities can like create, like say, if you think of leaves, fall leaves, right? That's a, that's Vata right there, mm -hmm. you know? Um, Vata is like, as far as how it kind of shows up in a, in a body, if mm -hmm. you're seeing bodies and Vata people can tend to be thin, you know, mm -hmm. and, and tall, like kind of like think like runway model qualities mm -hmm. is like someone that's like high Vata in like the physical form, you know? Uh, and, uh, you know, very like small joints and such and interesting features, you know, like colored eyes even, or something that's kind of striking about the eyes. Whereas like, uh, those qualities, you know, say if you're Vata Pitta, then you'll have some Pitta qualities mm -hmm. as well. Or if you're Vata Kappa, then you also have the, the, the Kappa mm -hmm. qualities too. So people can be like high in one both. dosha or both, or sometimes three. Mm -hmm. Most people are high in two do um, doshas, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm Pitta Kappa, you're probably Vata Kappa, ka um, Kappa you yeah. and, and Vata, or Pitta Kappa I would say for you probably, you know. Yeah. So um, is anybody like one? Only? Some people are. Yeah. I bet you they're intense. Yeah. Like one yeah. Yeah. Or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, like, I know maybe, a, like, I don't even know. I know, I know a few people are just like totally Vata, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. My old roommate is, she's, she, she's great. She has a really cool flower company actually. She's really creative, which Vata people tend to be like really creative. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and just have like a, like a lot of curiosity, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and and they move quickly right so if we think of how like fall like everything's the wind is blowing strong mm -hmm. and it can dry out the skin mm -hmm. um it can leave you feeling cold lots of people tend to be cold so if you um kappa people also tend to be cold too mm -hmm. it's a people are always hot mm -hmm. they're like the person that's like having their windows open in winter time yeah we all know those yeah people. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like put layers on me yeah turn up the heat and he's yeah. like i am dying yeah 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 um but yeah, so ways to like say during the winter time, like Vata likes to be nourished too, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so warm foods are really good for mm -hmm. Vata. Warm, nourishing, heavy foods, you know? So like, like staying away from raw salads and yeah, juices, raw veggies, juices, smoothies, yeah. cold so stuff. So think like soups and stews and yeah. cooked foods and yeah, lentils definitely. and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, like um, tofu is really great. Uh, Vata also does good to have sweet things, mm -hmm. you know, sweet foods in the diet, you know, and of course being mindful for if you have like, if you're a dual dosha person, you don't want to just like eat straight straight like mangoes all the time or something like that you know like which mangoes are great you know but mangoes are really kappa so like so like say you said i'm i'm possibly a what uh pitta kappa maybe so pitta kappa so even though we're coming into the fall mm -hmm. and it's vata season mm -hmm. uh if i'm following this like do i want to like Lean, even though I'm not a Vata, do I want to lean into Vata season to like yeah. get the nourishment Definitely. from that? Is that like my what my goal would be? Yeah, yeah. I would say that's a great way to like be intuitive about it is just know that since Vata is the master dosha, right? And moves everything and Vata rules Pitta and Kappa because the qualities of air and ether and all of those elements, you know, or all those other doshas. Um, so like, so we all can get Vata affected, especially when we're in a really Vata, um, like depleting, like aggravating, like a very 
Vata space like we are kind of for the moment living in, you know, mm-hmm. um, just taking care of yourself a little extra, being mm-hmm. a little more uh, loving and pampering and mm-hmm. uh, a little more nourishing to yourself, you know, um, avoiding eating too many things that are like really crunchy. or uh chips and popcorn things that are light you know like having a good meal um eating light still if you need to but yeah like rice is really good because if you think of vata and the elements of vata it's like very dry and Mm -hmm. airy and so and if we're trying to balance that out we want to do what more we want to take in more of like the opposite of that right so like that's why i like staying away from the dry foods because yeah. we're already kind of in that dry season. Yeah, yeah, totally. Stay away from, you know, juices are great and um and juice cleanses are, you know, okay around this time of the year. You can fast around mm-hmm. like um the autumn equinox if mm-hmm. you're healthy, you know, like mm-hmm. if you don't have any issues with that or um and also around this spring equinox too. So you can like fast twice a year. I do, but I also have cop in my constitution. Mm-hmm. So like I can like stand to fast. A vata person, you know, like I wouldn't recommend that you do a fast necessarily in the fall time, mm-hmm. you know. During spring equinox, it could be okay, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone can probably lighten up a little bit with mm-hmm. the season. But like during Vata season, like Vata folks just keep keep staying nourished. Yeah. <laughs> keep yeah. staying nourished. For yeah. Sure. So okay, there's a lot of stuff about diet that goes into Ayurveda. Yeah. Um, and then there's like kind of just like life wellness practices mm-hmm. too. So if if somebody's feeling okay, maybe we want to say, how would you be able to identify that you might be a little bit out of balance and mm-hmm. how can you, what are things that we can do in the fall to just kind of stay more in balance? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Like, so as far as just like the lifestyle, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, nausea is really good this time of the year for the nasal oil. Mm-hmm. You Abhyanga in general is really great nourishing for the skin. And, and that would for all doshas? Yeah, mm-hmm. I could do that during this time of the year and when it moves into um, to, to autumn and, and, and like early winter too mm-hmm. is also still vata um, mm-hmm. dominant. Then yeah, like Abhyanga is really great getting an Abhyanga massage, you know, um, drinking warm beverages, mm-hmm. teas, you know, and you can easily make herbs that are good for your constitution as well you know um so herbal teas you know uh making sure that if you do drink so say coffee is really vata aggravating Mm -hmm. um but if like if you drink coffee which is fine like coffee is a blessed drink (laughs) 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 but uh (laughs) you know just Drink it with breakfast, with a meal, and you can, like, say cardamom is really good for decoding coffee a little bit, so it's not so, like, um, acidic on the Mm -hmm, stomach, mm -hmm. you know? So that's a good way to drink it, or drink it with milk a little bit if you want to, some honey. I'm pretty much saying make yourself a latte. latte. (laughs) Draw some art in it. (laughs) Express yourself. Yeah. Get creative. (laughs) But, yeah, you know, and vata, though, is creative so getting into some sort of creative habit right now or creative hobby will also be really good for like vata Mm -hmm. like soul nourishing you know especially if you are a vata person like 
just you know start playing music get into synths <laughs> modular synths why not you yeah. know <laughs> I like Paint modular synths yeah, right? yeah you know I've watched people on YouTube mess with them sometime and I'm like whoa that yeah. looks cool yeah it's fun I have a synth rig at home it's a good time That's amazing. I play harmonium and stuff and and like I do like sound baths which are a lot of fun but uh I love, I love playing baths. synths man I love some some techno <laughs> it's a lot of fun <laughs> so if I want to like where where would I because I've done a little bit of I've gone to some things mm-hmm. like uh I've done stuff with Jenna before and yeah. we did like a lotus a, we, we did, did oh a yeah spring cleanse yeah we did a oh, spring sweet. cleanse yeah. but like if I didn't if this is if I'm just like a casual uh-huh. casually I do yoga sometimes but like this sounds good to me how how do I start to learn about it what's a good way to go to get into it yeah yeah so like um there's great books out there and workshops that come around uh say earlier in this year i i I did a really cool thing i host this uh this six week it was a 12 hour um ayurvedic wellness like introductory course it was called ayurveda and you you know i did over at cal yoga it was a lot of fun yeah that's an awesome Um, name (laughs) yeah yeah it was really great yeah and uh so, so I want to do another uh, workshop. I'll probably host it next year mm-hmm. and and just do it virtually, maybe you know, yeah. which will be cool. You know, I I would like to do it in person if possible, but we'll see. Yeah. Um. But some really great books are um. There's the book that I actually recommended in my course. It's called uh, Nature's Medicine, Ayurveda, Nature's Medicine, and it's from uh, David Frowley and. Uh, is it Subday um Subshar Rade and and uh and it's a great like intro to Ayurveda and um read that book, start to like um follow people on Instagram mm-hmm. that talk about Ayurveda. You like can go at Yogi Basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, you can go to my website. <laughs> it's www.theyogibasis.com. But yeah, and just start to, you know, learn about it. I am going to be doing a, a special autumn series for, um, it's called Self-Care Sisterhood. Actually, I'm doing it uh, at the, with the, with the yoga or the lotus room oh cool yeah yeah so the um, lotus room the acupuncture place uh the the, oh. the ayurvedic oh, massage with jenna yeah with oh, jenna yeah yeah cool. yeah yeah okay, sorry it's a, i don't yeah. know why i thought that i just got confused for a second um, yeah there's the, the there's the acupuncture place down the lotus street Center yeah yeah like um that. in circle i know there's that one too there's a few in town yeah, yeah. I love Jenna's acupuncture. Jenna's amazing. If you're local to Nashville and you need some, she has a whole Ayurvedic uh, like center. They do mm-hmm. massages and all kinds of treatments. Kati Basti, Shirodara. I had, I yeah. had um, the the hot like the oil. Yeah, that's she, that's thing. yeah, that's Holy Shirodara. Shit. Did you have the oil just yes. dripping on? Yeah, it's like that's this next level thing on your third eye. So so and relaxing. You just massage your head with this oil for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. and then you go home and you just leave the oil in your hair and yeah. you just it, it's amazing. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Highly it's, recommend. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some other stuff that's actually also really good for vata. Shirodara and like um uh oil massages on the head and such, you know, like it definitely calms the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Uh and um soaking the hair in oil keeps it very nourished. Now, be careful if you are working on your locks, then the oil can 
separate your hair and mm-hmm. moisturize it. This is a whole lot, but it might let you make oh, your drops. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So just be careful if you do have locks. Um, but uh, other than that, it's awesome. And then you get to keep the towel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I use the thing all the time. <laughs> I use towels um, with my hair that way one time after. Yeah. And I mean, he was like, Jeremy's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you just leave it like that? And I had to be really careful because mm-hmm. I couldn't like put my head on the couch. I couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to leave it in as long as I could. Oh, totally. Yeah. I did the same thing. I was like, well, I'm wearing a towel on my head. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's super comfortable right now. My head's yeah. soaked in oil and I really need to run by yeah. and just grab grab some fruit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So because I'm feeling in that type of mood. I just yeah. had Shirodara. I Sat in the infrared zone. I had a whole day. I was there for hours. That sounds amazing. I need another one of those days very soon. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, that's such a good, such a, the thing about Ayurveda for me is like, you can really get into, you Mm -hmm. you don't, you can do just like the little things here and there, but it's like, it can become a whole lifestyle. Yeah. And there's so many different avenues that you can really, and it's essentially like a big really big form of self-care yeah all of these different self-care practices that you literally can just do at home yeah oh yeah so cool that is the best part about it like I mean these are all home practices they're home remedies and they're super accessible you know um not too expensive to like Mm -hmm. do this stuff I mean like of course you want to be mindful of like you know if there's any sort of contraindications again like if you're if you have any sort of complications talk to your doctor if you have a medical yeah. condition that you know of you know like um don't just start taking herbs wantonly like find out if what they can do <laughs> yeah 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 you know <laughs> especially if you're like pregnant or something like that oh, you know? yeah you have like you know high blood pressure all these sorts mm-hmm. of stuff that can like contraindicate certain types of herbs but a really easy thing that you can also do to bring some Ayurveda into the home is aromatherapy, mm-hmm. which is pretty safe for pretty much everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And you can even use it for self-massage. There's some really great marma points, which are like kind of like acupressure points yeah. that all are on the face, the the arms, the hands, mm-hmm. you know, and you can use a little bit of like essential oil. Be mindful. You might need to like blend it in a carrier oil, especially mm-hmm. things like tea tree yeah. or eucalyptus, when cinnamon, really yeah, hot ones. Yeah, you know, but um, but you can do uh, an oil diffuser, mm-hmm. which is awesome, and just blend up some oils in that in the water. There's some oils that aren't good for your dogs, mm-hmm. like tea tree oil, but really who would, who would diffuse tea tree oil? Yeah, that would I wouldn't, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This I mean, is my own non-professional so, opinion. <laughs> so as we're going into the fall, um, so to get ready, warm foods, not crunchy, yeah, uh, yeah not dry. Yeah. Diffuse some oils, get ourselves set up. Is there anything else that like some blankets? Yeah. <laughs> you know, stay warm. Stay warm. Yeah. Stay warm. So. What about don't like, totally turn to the couch. What about like, yeah. do a little activity yeah. still? Oh, yeah. That's one thing I was gonna say was for me, because I have, like, I'm very vata mm-hmm. and I have kapha in me, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And in the winter time, when it gets colder, I totally can just be that person that wants to just stop all of my exercising and I just want to chill and, like, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. lean into that winter snuggly <laughs> Netflix feeling. And so I have to be really mindful of, like, maintaining yeah. that balance, right? Because, yeah. like, Ayurveda is so much about balance. And when we just think about it logically, it's like, okay, we really don't want to move, but we need to. Yeah. So, like, making sure that we're maintaining some yeah, sort of – Yeah, you don't want to get too sedentary. Yeah. Because yeah. then that can get – and because if you have kappa, that can get kappa aggravating. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
hard to get motivated, you know. Uh, but yeah, staying yeah. active. Um, if you're Vata particularly, like, you know, just walking, mm-hmm. you know, nothing intense, just short, you know, like a 20 minute walk is really good or, you know, going for an easy bike ride or gardening's great for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, do some like gentle yoga, you know, things that aren't too demanding. Like you don't have to like, like you don't have to start going to like a hot class per se. Now that's not to say that you can't totally go to hot classes ever, but, um, you know, maybe like starting to slow down your hot practice a little more even, mm-hmm. you know, like, or, you know, some people just, you know, not, well, I guess not a lot of people are able to practice hot yoga right yeah. now too, too yeah. much. So, yeah. um, you know, and just embracing like the cooler weather a little bit, staying a little active, mm-hmm. you know, but not getting crazy. So um, we're eating warm foods. Yeah. We're staying away from smoothies and juices. Mm-hmm. We are putting oil on our bodies or massaging, self-massaging or doing yeah. like the nasal yeah. oiling. With the body oiling, with the abhyanga, if you are if you have vata, do it whenever you want to, mm-hmm. you know, be generous with the oil. If you're a pitta, you know, maybe just like a couple times a week. And if you're kapha, maybe like once a week, okay. you know, um, because kapha people are naturally oily and mm-hmm. don't need as much nourishment right. as yeah. say the, the vata person, you know? So, so those sorts of things, you mm-hmm. know, um, are really good. Yeah. And then what else did we say? Maintain some sort of moderate activity. Mm-hmm. So we're not becoming too couch like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And possibly, um, if you're healthy and have consulted your doctor, a fast. Yeah. Now, one thing that everyone can do is a kitchery cleanse. Yes, I that's love that. tell kitchery? us about that. Yeah, kitchery. We did it with Jenna. Oh, the, yeah, I didn't the, know the, I, the I rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kitchery is a traditional Ayurvedic dish. It's um, it's mung beans and bas- white basmati rice with like spices like turmeric and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that sounds you know? I love yeah. that. It's delicious, you know, and you eat that. Everyone can do a kitchery cleanse because it's just a mono cleanse diet. And um if you are if you were doing a fast, if you're like a kappa person, then you can go for like a five day, even a seven day fast. You know, kappa people tend to have a lot more resiliency to that sort of stuff and can benefit the mm-hmm. most from fasting. Um Pitta people, maybe like three to five days. Pitta people get really hungry. They Pitta people tend to hanger, you know, mm-hmm. so three to five days for a Pitta person. And like for a Vata person, like one day max, I would say, you mm-hmm. know, like Vata people need to stay nourished. So that's why like a Kitchery cleanse is a really great thing for a Vata person because they can still like give their digestion a rest because Kitchery is really easy to digest, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really nourishing, but not like too stimulating to any of like the particular doshas you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like a tridoshic meal mm-hmm. um so that's really great to break your fast you know if you're doing a full five day fast like say i'm gonna do a five day fast i did one in the spring and it was great you mm-hmm. know and then i followed up with a five day kitchery cleanse so the total fast that i did was 10 days um but half of it i was definitely eating <laughs> yeah so, and and it's, sorry go ahead i was gonna say in the first five days no I did, food i did juice i got so okay I, so, so just I got, juice. yeah I, I ordered some juice from a local juice maker here called energy and she like has like a whole like juice cleansing system and mm-hmm. they're really great and she like delivers them fresh like cold press and i i'm gonna do another one so i felt i was like nourished i felt mm-hmm. good you know but i was just on like a, i was on a liquid diet yeah. you know um and yeah. uh, then i just went back to eating food um but i just ate kitchery for five days and then 
I was done. It was like, all right, I'm cool. going to have some peace. I remember when we did the cleanse with uh, the Lotus Room, it was a seven-day cleanse, and it wasn't like a fast, but we, mm-hmm. it was very much focused on what we're eating, mm-hmm. and because, well, that's what a cleanse is, yeah. but um, I was having a lot of digestion issues prior mm-hmm. to that, and oh my God, by like day three mm-hmm. or four, I was like pooping like, oh, <laughs> it was like the best thing that has ever yeah. happened it, to me. Yeah. Because I really have problems with digestion, and I I think that it has to do like with my vata getting out of balance. Vata is prone to to constipation, so So, like traveling can make you constipated every time. I'm not pooping when you're traveling. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) totally. You know, it's real. It's so real. You know, like you gotta you gotta keep the digestion moving, especially if you're a vata person. But like, so with the warm foods and everything, Mm -hmm. and like with the kind of eating, this a lot of the eating stuff that I learned was that. It's we're eating at the same times every yeah, day. Yeah, meal time is important. So we're not, and we're not eating like huge meals, and then yeah. we're not eating late at night. And so the yeah. times of day that we ate, like that we're supposed to be eating on the cleanse is like yeah. so different than to what my natural thing is like I'm a yoga teacher I get up I have coffee I go teach a class I'm like having a juice and then I'm writing to teach another class and then I'm having like yeah some snack you know I'm not ever really and then I'm sitting down at the end of the day and I'm like starving yeah which is terrible nope nobody should do that by the way yeah <laughs> if you're listening to this don't do that um but it was it really wasn't until we did that that cleanse that I was like oh my god this is just so it makes so much yeah. more sense yeah yeah it really does you know like and People, you know, it, it keeps you like, say, that's one of my, that's one of my definite, like when I do my uh, consultations and people that are Vata tend to like, that's a common story. It's like, well, I, I get a drink of like juice, not like a booze mm-hmm. drink. I said, I got a drink. I was like, no, not that early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully not. Unless I mean, I'm on vacation. It might be I one of those no days. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, like that's a common thing for like, man, I had chips for dinner. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, at least you're eating something, but yeah. right. Like, so, and, and that's it's always like, like a salad or, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a salad is good. A salad is vata aggravating, right? It's cold, it's mm-hmm. raw, it's yeah. hard to digest yeah. and everything, you know. So, like, um, eating the nourishing foods helps to balance the digestion, right? Yeah. It, like, just, like, gently gets things moving mm-hmm. again, you know, with the kitchery or with, like, or with, like, an Ayurvedic-like diet. Like, whether it's just, like, you know, having uh, these, like, you know, very specific, like, doshic specific specific sort of like meals mm-hmm. and there's some really great cookbooks out there too that you can get one that i like is from um laura plum and it's uh it's called it ayurvedic cooking for beginners mm-hmm. i believe is the name but it's a great book and there's really great recipes in it you can like do she actually has like a really great like five day like ayurvedic diet That's so meal cool. plan if you want to do that you know which i want to try it sometime i yeah. just haven't done that yet you know i love it i honestly like and i'm i love cleanses i mm-hmm. love like i love like being on a schedule and like mm-hmm. routine and all that stuff and so i really feel like i thrive in the situations where somebody's like eat this at this time but i in my everyday life i don't yeah do that so it's helpful i think as we're changing seasons as we're just kind of bringing a little bit more awareness to these things that we can consider like, oh, hey, like maybe this is a good time to just sort of shift 
Yeah. And we all have more time than normal right now. And so yeah. it's a great time to start learning a little bit more about yeah. different traditions. It is. Now's a really great time, you know, especially if you have a lot of a lot of downtime going on, which like I have, you know. Oh yeah, me too. All we have is downtime, I feel like. I've just been like binging like novels. That's cool just, though. Like, reading That's good. That's lots good. Lots of stuff. Reading's yeah. good. So is there anything else we want to kind of go over? I don't think so. Well, unless there, unless you have, yeah. Anything is there else? anything you want to hmm. say to kind of like wrap us up? Well, um, yeah. I guess one last thing that I'll, I'll 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 kind of end us with, I guess, is just like mantra chanting is really good for for vata awesome. as well, um, and uh, and it's really relaxing. So it's good for the. It's pretty much good for all the doshas, you know, and and a really good mantra to chant during this time of the year, especially like as like things shift and change, or if you're just feeling like kind of like. Right, election season's coming up. It's a little stressful, you know, mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of, mm. it's not exactly a positive scene out no, there no. <laughs> right now. Sorry to be a Debbie head, Downer. There's a fuck Trump sticker directly yeah, behind yeah, you. Yeah, I saw that when I was coming in. I was it's like, yeah. super lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. I was like, yep, that's it's definitely also it. a kind of bunker, bunker bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we are not <laughs> hiding our feelings. On no, that. definitely not. Yeah, you know, like it's a crazy, it's a really crazy time right now. So staying, um, you know, just chanting for yourself is really good. Uh, uh, one that I like is um, just I love you. You know, you can say that you can do that while you're like doing um, your abiyanga, or if you want, if you're musically inclined, you know, mate, right write some songs to chant along with mm-hmm. and uh you know aham prema is a really beautiful sanskrit one it means i am divine love you know and just uh how do you say that one aham prema aham prema mm-hmm. okay yeah um and yeah that i guess that's really it. another one that's always good is just lokaha samastaha sukino bhavantu yes. you know and that one means um, may all beings everywhere be happy and free. And may my uh, thoughts, words, and actions uh, contribute to the happiness and freedom of all. All that and like just what seems like so little. One Damn, that's concise, the, the most yeah. powerful mantra I feel is just mm-hmm. all-encompassing. Yeah. Um, well, I just have to say you're so lovely in person. Oh, thank you. <laughs> A wealth of knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I literally feel like this conversation can go on for hours. Yeah. Um, and you have so much knowledge about um, yoga philosophy. And we, maybe we should just have like a follow-up here. Yeah. Number two, where we talk more about mantra and philosophy and how we might be able to incorporate yeah, some of these definitely. traditions yeah. into our lives. I do workshops on these, you know. Um, I think. Oh yeah, speaking of workshops, I'm going to be doing a an a, an autumn uh, self care sisterhood, and it's for um, for uh, for BIPOC women and awesome. Yeah, at the Lotus Room. I saw. I think I yeah. saw something. About yeah, that. we're going to do another one. Yeah, I'm excited for that, and I'll How have. How can they sign up for that? Um. Details are coming, okay. but come check out my website. It's theyogibasis.com. Mm-hmm. 
And also you can follow me on Instagram at Yogi Bassist and, uh, and I'll have, I'll post it up when it's available for registration. So and just stay tuned. if you guys are interested in learning more about Ayurveda and if you would like to get a consultation, Jojo mm-hmm. is doing them virtual. So you can do a virtual consult or if you're local to Nashville and you feel comfortable doing like a socially distanced in-person mm-hmm. safe one she can do those as well. So yeah. yeah, you could reach out to her Instagram. Definitely. Or maybe through your website. Or- yeah, website's good. You can even, yeah, just um, website is good. You can email me as well, which is just what, yogibasis at gmail.com. Perfect. And there's just ways to get in touch. And um, yeah. <laughs> thank you. I, thank you so thank much you. for all of this information. I just oh, love totally. this talk. And it's such a, so important. So much good information. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's been really awesome chatting and just hanging out. I know. Yeah, it's been cool. This has been good. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank Mm. you for your time and your knowledge. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.